This is the King's Place Podcast. My name is Shari and I'm your host. I'm unapologetically passionate about Gen Z, that is Generation Z. And on my podcast, I talk about issues that concern Gen Z that are swept under the carpet. From mental health to self-esteem and everything in between. You just walked into a refinery ready to walk out solid gold. This episode is the last of the series on integrity. So in this episode, I'll be taking a very good look at integrity in administration and in interpersonal relationships. So let's go. Administrative integrity implies moral uprightness, transparency, and accuracy when dealing with organizational and institutional business. A typical example of an individual who portrayed this kind of integrity was late, is late Professor Dora Akunili. I consider her the modern Nigerian public servant because her display of financial integrity earned her the position of Director General of NAFDAQ in 2001 in Basanjo's regime. Uh, in May 2003, Akunili became the first African woman to receive the Transparency International Integrity Award that is awarded by Transparency International, the world's leading anti-corruption watchdog. The late doctor received, listen, over 675 awards and recognition locally and internationally for commitment to the values of honesty, transparency, and integrity. Only if public servants were half like her. Integrity is consistently rated as one of the most important character traits of a respected leader. It's the basis upon which all other leadership traits are built. After all, you cannot count on a leader to consistently conduct himself with high ethical standards. That is, if you cannot count on a leader to consistently conduct himself with high ethical standards, how can you trust them? When you work in an organization, you have access to people's information. No matter how emotional you get, ethical standards and administrative integrity demand that you do not use what you know against them. This principle is strictly enforced in the medical profession and the violation of this is equally is the revoke of one's license. We've heard stories of personal assistants and secretaries who abuse the privilege of being close to authority and administration of official duties. So what then are the principles of administrative integrity? One, you are called to serve, serve well, whether you are the cleaner, driver, cook, be diligent. You don't have to be the boss before you are diligent in your area of work. Diligence does not come as a result of the status of your position or the status or your position. Two, eye service is not, I repeat, not commendable. Three, Build trust. It's everything. Four, handle official businesses properly. Treat it with urgency, with care. 
Five, you don't get anywhere by scheming and cutting corners, but by hard work and consistency. The road to success is a very long one with no corners at all to cut, especially if you really want to get to the end of the road, except you want to make corners and then cut them. Anywho, six, build trust from your in your superior and subordinates. Integrity isn't only a respect of superiors, but subordinates. And now, integrity in interpersonal and emotional relationships. It is an established fact that man is a social animal and not an island. Interactions are part of everyday living. However, in some situations, these interactions foster something greater, emotional feelings and attachments. With regards to integrity in respect of emotional relationships, as a single, it means that you stick to and remain truthful to your moral principles when you are with the opposite sex, when you are with the same sex. Uh-huh. It entails sexual purity. I'm not denying the fact that most times your emotions tend to be all over the place, but at first, be careful. When you begin to develop emotional attachments and extra feelings for someone, shine a UV ray on it. Distinguish your feeling. Is it a crush or love? Why do you feel that way about the person? Why you're attracted to this person? This, however, does not guarantee a seamless relationship, but... It sure is a way of preventing an emotional disaster. If that person didn't have connection to the people at the top, would you still be attracted to that person? So clearly distinguish your feelings. Is it love or lost? What is your discussion like with this person? What is the state of your character since you entered into a relationship with this person? What do you do when you're alone? Do your moral standards and principles still count when you're with this person or you throw them out the window? Okay, this reminds me of a time in secondary school. Story time. <laughs> I had an emotional attachment with my classmate. At first, I didn't like him. Not until SS2. We liked each other. The feeling was mutual. Uh, on my birthday, which was... On a Friday, he had his friends call me from my class and I got into the class where he was and he gave me a gift pack. In the gift pack was a deodorant, a body spray, that is body spray and perfume. I didn't accept it. I just couldn't. Okay, fine, fine. You might think it's just ordinary perfume, but accepting such gifts would be going against my moral values and principles. This isn't to say that accepting every gift is wrong or accepting a gift is wrong, but you see, in relationships, accepting some things lead to or are a pointer to the next phase of the relationship. So when you accept these things, gifts or conditions, it is a sign of deep emotional involvement and attachment. And if in the case of a crush, there's a breakup, the heartache will be severe. Now, let's take a look at people who are married. More often than not, the married men or the married male folk ask, how can I spend my life eating just one soup? 
Even most wives or most married female folk wonder if their husbands will be faithful to them. For both, it could be an old flame, a touch of a hand, a photograph, a video, another man or woman that they that may test the depth of their integrity. Now, moving on to interpersonal relationships, which is the starting point of relationships. It is important that you treat that person the way you want to be treated. In business and non-business relationships, maintaining a high level of integrity is important. Why? Let's take a look at some of the principles of integrity in interpersonal relationships. One, a lie should never be the basis of the formation of that relationship. If not, you will keep building on a foundation which is a lie and brick by brick, you lay a lie. Uh, you get what I'm saying. Yeah. Two, never try to be whom you are not. Pretense, pretense, sorry, pretense, fakeness shouldn't be a part of your personality when you're entering into any interpersonal relationship, business or non-business. Three, if you are told something highly confidential, never discuss with anyone else. Now, this is a rule that is majorly broken by most people. No matter how close you are with the other person and no matter how tempted you are to discuss that issue with that person, do not. It's, it's a major deal breaker. Four, always have the best interest of that person at heart. Now, here are the principles, some principles of integrity in marital and emotional relationships. One, never visit the opposite sex alone if you are vulnerable or not. Uh, the evangelical ministry of Billy Graham was hinged on this particular principle. And that way, his ministry never, ever, ever suffered from scandal. Two, do not accept every gift from the opposite sex. Three, be cautious of topics discussed with the opposite sex. This has been the Integrity Series on the King's Place podcast. Remember, whatever you think you believe and whatever you believe you become. My name is Sharon. Bye.